0: Welcome to Hurdles and Hoots. This is your host, Karina. If you haven't been on Hurdles and Hoots yet, this is a podcast that is dedicated to neurodiversity awareness, as well as special education. I don't necessarily always like using the words or phrase special education. I think education in itself is a special tool um, and I think that all kids are special in their own ways. But I will be using that um, for the sake of what we talk about in every episode. And for today's episode, I'm going to be tackling the four types of learning styles. I've been a teacher for, oh my goodness, 10 years now in different ways, in different roles. Um, But I've just seen how every single child receives information and makes sense of the world in different ways. And I'm so excited to have you join me in learning and taking a closer look at this. So stick around for more of that. Have you ever had a conversation with someone And you were trying to explain something and you could just see this blank look in their face and you just knew they did not understand what you were talking about maybe you pulled out a pen and paper and you said well this is what i'm trying to say and maybe you drew a circle and a diagram and a bunch of little pictures on the side and doodles and it ended up looking like your own little picasso and then they understood it and you probably thought oh my goodness All I did was draw these pictures, and then now you understand, I've been talking to you about this for the last 20 minutes. Well, that my friends is what happens when you are dealing with a visual learner. So if you are a visual learner, it means that you understand things when you have pictures and diagrams included in the information that's being presented to you. You might be someone who thrives and gets excited to make a PowerPoint or presentation for work, or maybe you just make one for yourself for fun in order to make sense of information. Or you appreciate when you have someone present to you pamphlets and brochures and there's diagrams all over and it helps you to really organize your thoughts and it helps you to understand what you're seeing This is what a visual learner does. A visual learner has to see things, observe things. This includes pictures, diagrams, written directions. You might be someone that if I were to open up your notebook or your journal, I were to see phrases and words and doodles here and there. But for you, it is relevant and it makes sense. This is actually a learning style that is also called the spatial learning style. It's someone who learns best when they see something presented in a visual way. You might have a relative, a friend, or if you're a teacher, a student who's doodling in class, who takes notes, who has a bunch of sticky notes or flashcards. Um, Nowadays the thing is Quizlet, which is an online tool to be able to make your own digital flashcards, which is awesome. But we're not going to talk about Quizlet and in no way, shape or form am I promoting them. But I do think it is great to have if you are a student or if you have a student in the household. So why does this matter? Why does it matter if you are someone who is a visual learner or if you are around someone that is a visual learner? Well, the thing is, we all make sense of the world in different ways. And this is one of the things that I feel really passionate about, especially when it comes to education and building relationships and making sure that we form strong relationships with people and make an effort to understand each other better. It's not just about personality types or Enneagrams or what your favorite subject is or what your favorite hobbies are. There's a reason why people have these preferences or there's a reason why people speak in a certain way or present information a certain way. Our brains are all wired differently and it creates different forms of learning styles. Let's say that you're in the workplace and you have a really important meeting coming up you create a PowerPoint or a large poster board of the information that you're going to be sharing with everyone. Now you might be doing this because it looks professional or it looks like you prepared yourself and you did, you took your time to do all of that. But what you might not have thought about is that you might have a coworker who absorbs and understands and retains information best through visuals and you were doing them a favor, you were actually, um, honoring them and the way that they learn. Now, let's say if you are a teacher, if you are in a classroom and you have a student who is constantly drawing or maybe you've presented the lesson and you've been talking for 5, 10, 15 minutes and you have completely lost this child. You might ask yourself, what's the problem here? What am I doing wrong? Or I don't understand why this child is not engaged, I'm showing the math or I'm showing the vocabulary words up here. I don't get it. Maybe they need something more. Maybe they need a drawing of what the word means. Maybe they need to draw how many counters you're talking about. It's important to take into consideration that every single person absorbs information in different ways. And for a visual learner, one of the ways that you can cater to a visual learner is by providing either a whiteboard, especially if you're in the classroom setting, or a smart board, because it allows for you to draw pictures in real time. And it really engages the attention of a student who is a visual learner. So instead of them having to be distracted by their own doodling and trying to keep up, or maybe not being engaged at all, you're actually drawing them in, they're learning in a way that their brain completely understands and you are able to feel that you reached that student and they understood the concept or the lesson for that day. Now, if you're an adult and you're in the workplace, you might cater to your coworkers by handing out um, packets or providing presentations like I mentioned earlier. PowerPoint, maybe you have a poster board and you have everything organized a certain way. You might provide data and then images as well to support that data and show it in a way that's uh, visual, colorful, maybe organized in shapes. And this will really help for someone who is a visual learner to feel that they are not only engaged, but that they are being considered and I think it just overall promotes a diversity of learning. With that said, this does not mean that everyone learns only in one way. There is a combination of learning styles for every person, but some might have one or two that are more dominant than the others. And there are in total seven different learning styles. The first, which I mentioned earlier, is a visual or spatial learner who prefers using pictures and images and understands things spatially. The other type of learner is oral or otherwise known as auditory musical learner. someone who prefers using sound and music, I actually have a friend right now who learns best when she creates songs. We're in the same classes together and She makes up songs and poems and it just completely helps her to retain information. I don't know how she does it. I'm not the best at it. It sounds amazing, but that is her strength and she's able to pick up on things if there's sound and music involved. The third type of learner is a verbal or linguistic learner. Someone who prefers using words, uh, speech in writing, maybe constantly taking notes. They have to hear something in order to really absorb information. This could be someone that you know who really likes podcasts or um, listens to audiobooks instead of actually reading books through Kindle or in physical form. This can also be someone who prefers to hear the news as opposed to read the paper. We also have a physical or kinesthetic learner uses a body and hands and their sense of touch in order to make sense of information. We also have a logical or mathematical way of learning, which really emphasizes numbers, systems, patterns, and an organized way of thinking through those different forms. We also have social or interpersonal learning. Uh, this could be a person that really has a hard time studying by themselves, but when they have a study group together, they completely walk away feeling so much better about material. This can be someone that thrives in the classroom setting off of partnerships and teamwork and collaborative work, whether it's experiments or even if it's in writing an essay together in the workplace. This can also be someone who thrives off of constantly being able to have opportunities where they're able to share ideas as well as listen to the ideas of others and combine that to make sure that their goals are reached or to really get a sense of the overall mission of the workplace or the task at hand. A solitary or intrapersonal person will learn completely opposite of the social where The preference is to work alone, to self-study, to take the time and really set their own pace with absorbing information, and then being able to regroup with others and share what they have learned. You might be thinking to yourself, Karina, I already know this. I don't know why I need to hear it from you. You might be thinking, I didn't even know about this and I wanna know more, and I'm hoping that is the latter. But this is why I think it's important to talk about and to know about. And one of the reasons is this does not have to do with only the way that we learn, whether it's academics or in the workplace or how we interact with people, but it is how we represent our experiences. Research shows that different types of learning use different parts of the brain. And in reality, This actually doesn't just affect our learning experience, whether it's in the workplace or in school, it affects how we experience things. So a visual learner actually uses a lot of the occipital lobe and they're really heightening their their visual sense. The occipital and parietal lobes manage spatial orientation. And so that part of the brain is in constant Use it's constantly being uh, demanded of because this is a way that a visual learner will really absorb information. And I think that's the key here, right? It's not just about, I see pictures and I like drawings and I have doodles everywhere. It's about the fact that it's important to not just hear, see, or read something, but to really absorb it. When we absorb that information and it goes into our long term memory, that's where it has an effect on not just our learning or our experience, but ourselves as a person. The fascinating thing for me about this is we don't even know, we're not aware that the brain is is using these different parts to be able to help us make the most sense of the world around us. An aural learner or auditory learner, for example, uses the temporal lobes to make sure that they are listening and hearing the music and the patterns and the rhythms in the information that's being presented to them. The right temporal lobe in actuality is especially important for music. With a verbal learner, the temporal and frontal lobes are the two main parts of the brain that are being used, specifically specialized areas in the left hemisphere of these two lobes called Broca's area and Wernicke's area. Broca's area is a part of the brain that is responsible for the production of speech. So if that part of the brain were to be damaged, then speech would be slurred and spoken at a very abnormally slow pace, It wouldn't be easy to understand someone whose Broca's area has been damaged or impaired. Wernicke's area is a region of the brain that's important for language development. So you can only imagine how critical this is in someone whose brain has already been wired to learn best through language. So what do you do with this information? How do you move forward? How do you provide inclusion in the workplace and in the classroom knowing this? Well, you can try to identify whether your peers, your coworkers, your family members learn either visually uh, through doing or through music, and you can tell by the dialogue. So if you were to have a visual learner, they might ask something like, can you demonstrate that for me? Can you draw it for me? can you show me what that would look like? Or an auditory learner would say, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Can you give me some more examples? Someone who is focused on language and learns best that way might say, is there a manual for this? Or do you have a book that you might recommend for me to learn a little bit more about that? A kinesthetic learner might ask, can I try it myself? So let's talk about what this would look like in the workplace let's say you are someone that learns best by listening. You are dominant in language. Maybe you are able to learn multiple languages pretty quickly and you catch on to the grammar and the syntax of languages very well. Well, you might come into the workplace and talk, 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 talk talk about ideas and a new project and the different things that need to be done and might not Take into consideration or stop for a second to think about your coworker who does not learn the same way that you do, but rather learns best visually. This is an opportunity for there to be strengthened teamwork, for there to be more collaboration, and to promote inclusion in the workplace. So, what I would recommend in the workplace is If you are an employer or if you hold a position of a manager in some way shape or form to include pictures symbols maps charts for the visual learners to absorb information a traditional training presentation would work really well for an auditory learner who prefers to listen they don't need a map they don't need visuals they don't need a notebook they can just listen to you talk and they're good someone who is very dominant in their language, they might want maybe an additional text or um, a packet of some sort, or something that is written out, something that provides the information for them, other than just listening to it, or other than just images. You also could have an opportunity to create partnerships among coworkers in the workplace by creating more hands on experiences and allowing opportunities for kinesthetic employees or coworkers to be able to absorb information, develop new skills, or polish up skills that they already have through participating physically. Now, more than ever, I think we are definitely entering a paradigm shift where we are considering inclusion more on so many different levels. There's so much that's going on in the world, and I think. It is an opportunity to open our eyes into how we in our immediate environments can create more inclusion, can allow for ourselves to understand diversity more, and not just when it comes to race, ethnicity, economic backgrounds, um, religious or sexual orientation, but in neurodiversity and in the different ways that our brains are wired in order to understand each other better. With all of that said, it wouldn't mean anything if I myself wasn't applying this, right? So if you are listening to this and you're an auditory learner, great. You were able to absorb this information. But what about if you listen to this, maybe halfway through you were like, I don't think I can listen to more of this I've got you covered. I do also have an Instagram for hurdles and hoots, and I will go ahead and put it into the link for this episode so that you can go ahead and follow along there as well. I do provide images with um, brief captions just explaining uh, what an episode is about and bringing and presenting new information around neurodiversity and special education. you so much for tuning in. This is Karina with you at Hurdles and Hoots. If you would like to follow along, as I mentioned before, there is an Instagram and I will go ahead and add that into the link for the episode. If you were interested and you want to know more about this podcast, um, I would highly recommend going back to the very first episodes and you just get a little bit more of a context for it. Um, why I even started this podcast in the first place. I never thought that I would be someone who would be hosting a podcast, but here I am. And I hope that you were able to take something away from today's episode. Until next time.